Jeff. Hey, Soraya, how you doing? Doing all right. How about you? I'm doing great. Uh, after that wonderful discussion with Chris Kakavez. Oh man, folks, hold on to your hats because Chris Kakavez is always a good time, and he was just so generous and forthcoming about these these latest releases, right, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we got to learn a little bit about how these recordings came to be and and even some tidbits about a few of these songs. Yes, and um, if you're wondering which recordings we're talking about, we're talking about um, two recordings that were released by a band camp, one being uh, titled Home Recordings Number One and the second one, Burn the Maps. Yes, and as we talk about in the show, today, the day that this episode is being released, if you're listening to this on Friday, is Commission Free Friday on Bandcamp. Now would be a great time to go get them if you plan to go get them because Chris gets more money than he would on any other day. Absolutely. So go run. Go get them. Yes. Enjoy them. And uh, we hope you enjoy this chat with Chris Kakavis. Hi, this is Soraya. And this is Jeff. Our podcast is called Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme. A podcast where the two of us play music that we like and share anecdotes and background about the tune. We hope you'll join our conversation. And without further ado, agrubiar. Let's get groovy. Hey, hey, you guys hear me? Oh, we can yeah. hear you and see you. What's up? <laughs> What up, fool? What's going on? That's Mr. Fool to you. You're damn right it is, Sir Fool. <laughs> oh my oh god, my god. How are you guys doing? good to see you. Good to see you both too. Yeah, great to see you. Awesome. This looks like the guy on the cover of a new fantastic album that we've got. Uh, how about two that we've received in a very short period of time? And yeah. you're, dig you're digging them? Oh my yes. gosh! Yes, very. Is there more in the arsenal? Do you have stuff that that you're holding on to? Uh, not and gonna really. Gonna it out little by little. Not really. You know, uh, most of my stuff. Uh, I mean, there was that one time I recorded uh, an extra thirteen songs for "Love's Been Discontinued." I recorded like twenty-six songs, and that became then. Love's Been Rediscontinued. Uh, there was one outtake from Anonymous, uh, which I have up on YouTube. It's called uh, My Little Psycho. And that's kind of a fun one. Otherwise, I mean, in my home recording archives, it's mostly uh, my electronic music, Chromo Valdez. Mm-hmm. But even that, most of it's, you know, posted somewhere. Um, you know, I, I've had a, uh, in my life maybe a couple prolific phases, but generally, you know, that stuff's all out there. Having said that, I'm pretty motivated right now and inspired, and uh, I honestly want to start recording the next one already. <laughs> wow. We're ready. We're cool. ready. Jeff, Jeff and I were talking right before you logged on yeah. uh, that this is, you know, we've really been enjoying these albums and we both have them kind of in heavy rotation, but um, home recordings, can we talk about home recordings number one, please? 
Sure. First, yeah, yeah, talk yeah, about sure. that person and burn the maps. Of course. Um, can you share with our listeners what's the backstory to Home Recordings Number One? Because is it just a bunch of songs that you had, um, kind of laying in wait, or was this a project that you had envisioned um, coming to fruition at some point? Because first of all, Jeff and I really like it. This has been one that we've both played a lot. That and is now cool. Burn the Maps has been the most recent one, only out a couple of weeks. And so, um, but uh, talk to us a little bit about the background of Home Recordings number one. Awesome. First of all, I appreciate that you guys appreciate these records. Um, home Recordings one, uh, some of those tracks are pretty damn old. And I, I mean, I, there is a way I could figure that out, but I'm going to say, okay, let me start here. So there are three tracks on there that I believe are demos from Love's Been Discontinued. We have Tell Me Everything, Follow Me, and I think there's a third one. I can't remember. But anyway, at least two. So that would be 2009, approximately 2008. And some of the stuff came after that, and some of the stuff came before that. Okay. But I don't really have a, a real timeline on how all that stuff went down. So basically, this is me, you know, having a song idea or, uh, for instance, Dream of Me, yes. which I know Jeffrey likes. I love that song. And in fact, when you asked me to play a song tonight, I was like, that one I can actually fucking play. <laughs> what? Okay. But oh so man, my, I got a wrist thing. Yeah, going no, on. we gotta we gotta protect we gotta protect the gold. Yeah, I, I think you can even gold. see this one's a little swollen, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you can definitely it's see. It's like I think it's a gout thing. It's going on like in these joints right here, mm. and it was getting better, but then I had to move a bunch of shit, and it got pretty bad. But it's it's getting better again. Are you in a lot of pain? Oh man, I've, I've been in some serious pain the last couple of weeks. Like, can't get to sleep pain. Oh, oh no. Yeah, yeah, but it's okay. I'm pushing through. It's not, a, unfortunately, it's not unfamiliar territory. It comes every now and then, and uh, it just messes with my whole psyche, you know? Mm. I had an issue with my shoulder about five months ago, and it was the same thing. I, there was no good position. It, I just couldn't sleep. and. I, I'm a really good sleeper uh, and I value my sleep. It messed everything up for me. It was probably yeah. a good, maybe two and a half months and it was terrible. It was was it, was it, did you have a frozen shoulder thing going on? I'm not sure. They had me do um, some exercises and gave me a large rubber band to do some stretching, but uh, I believe it was work related. Okay. Um, but, but the fact of, not being able to sleep because of pain. Oh, it's horrible. It is awful. I'm so sorry that you're going through that. With yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm. I think I'm on the upswing now, and I'm doing a lot of. Uh, well, I'm doing nothing with my left hand. That's that's the first thing. I'm taking a diclofenac. Mm -hmm. I don't really like taking it, but it's the one thing that seems to work. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is going to be great for your listeners. And uh, they have this, uh, they have like this liquid over here. It's called Retter Spitz. 
Retter, Retter means like a, a rescuer, like a retter. And okay. Spitz is just like, I don't know, like a, like a tip, you know, like the, mm -hmm. you'd say the Spitz of a, of a pencil, you know, the tip of right. a pencil. And it's, uh, it's all plant-based. And it has all kinds of crazy oil extracts in there. I can't remember what they are. Uh, smells a little bit like eucalyptus, but eucalyptus is not in there. Anyway, so I, I put that, mix it with a little water, put it on a on sort of a Band-Aid thing, and then I, I wrap uh, a, another uh, gauze thing on to hold it on there. And it sort of kind of sucks out the infection. It fucking works, I, I love it. And uh, that's helped a lot. Good. Yeah. Good. Right. Um, so back to uh, home recordings. Dream of dream me. Dream of me. Right. Um, right. So, um, you know, I, with my electronic music, I'm always messing around with beats, trying to discover something I haven't heard before, running it through effects and this and that. And on that record on that song I don't even know how this happened it was going through some effect and that effect started picking up a radio station which is what you hear in that in the background and it sounds like a I think it's like a course in like Chinese they keep saying me ho me ho and that just came as I was recording this drum beat and I was like this is freaking genius you know that 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 fluke happened so now i have this drum beat and it's kind of odd and slow it's kind of it's got this funky dreamy beat and i'm like I'm, I'm gonna write a song to that you know and then these this is probably one of the oddest chord progressions i've, I've ever written um <clears throat> 
it's a very, I think for anybody, but especially for me, it's a very unusual chord progression. And uh, somehow it, it worked, you know, but it was, the whole song is just kind of a series of coincidences, you know. Wow. I starting, love that. Starting, starting with the drums and then, you know, finding this crazy outer space chord progression and then, uh, and then trying to find some words to kind of fit the, uh, the dreamlike state of that song. Speaking about the words, so in the chorus you you sing, before you go to bed, before you go to sleep, dream of me. And I love that. It's <laughs> the, the person's still awake, right? So, and, and you're requesting that they dream of you during that awakened state. I love that. Ah, uh, cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And then part of the words of the song are, is something like, sometimes the world is flat, sometimes the world is round, right? So it, to me, it, it seems like you're talking about like different opinions or even a, a same person can have different thoughts at different times in their lives, right? I don't know what you had intended for that, but I love that thought and that imagery behind that. Yeah, probably, probably something like that, but more likely in my case, um, it was probably the feeling that sometimes you feel like your life's going along and everything's cool. And other times it's completely upside down, which at the moment for me, it is very upside down, I have to say. <laughs> my life is quite topsy to my personal life, aside from all the pandemic stuff, which is really just kind of going by me, you know, like a, like a thing that's happening, you know. Uh, <clears throat> I don't give it a lot of thought. It affects my day-to-day -day life, of course, but... I'm not obsessed with it. I'm not that worried about it anymore. I was, you know, for a time, for sure, very concerned. And I'm still cautious. It's not that I threw caution to the wind, but it's less uh, prevalent in my day-to-day -day existence and uh, in my day-to-day -day thoughts. Um, having said that, yeah, there's some personal stuff that's, that's going on of my own doing, of course. Um, it's, uh, it's beautiful and challenging at the same time. <laughs> that might give you a hint of where it's going. Uh, <laughs> let it be. Yeah. yeah. It be. And it's so cool, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I made a little bit of a reckless decision and I wasn't thinking about the possible consequences, because the thing is, if I thought about those consequences, I would not have made that decision. So I, uh, it seems I intentionally avoided thinking about the consequences to allow myself to make that decision. And, and I knew it, I knew, you know, exactly that when I hit this domino, I knew, I knew that it was going to lead to this but I still made that choice to hit that first domino. And, uh, you know, now I'm sorting through the wreckage, so to say. Yeah. But it's all that, good, it's all good. That sounds like typical human behavior though, right? <laughs> yeah, you might be especially, right. Especially if you wanna make a decision that you know is wrong, but <laughs> you still wanna make that decision. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like that, and uh, right. But I digress. 
So uh, yeah, so that was Dream of Me and that other stuff. Yeah, just mostly experimental, trying out my recording skills, um, you know, just starting something. Oh, that sounds cool. Uh, that song, for instance. Um, uh, Careful now. Careful now, that's it, my God. I, uh, you know, careful now. Again, that was like, just kind of came from a drum beat. And then I thought, okay, where do I play? So I just started playing this silly kind of riff, you know? In fact, that was the one song where I'm like, God, do I even put this on here? <laughs> but it turned out so raw and so good that I'm like, oh yeah, this is definitely going on here with the distorted voice and everything. Yeah. You got yeah. it. So speaking of the vocal effects, uh, and you noted that on the Bandcamp site about some of the uh, vocals didn't come out super clean, so you ended up adding effects to it. And that, to me, what you added to the your vocals on I've Been Meaning to Tell You, I, I guess it's like a tremolo effect. Yeah, it that's good. Real wavy. I love that it's super vibey. Cool, cool.
it I, it just it just makes the song sound really cool and takes it to a really fun place i, I love the effect cool i i was kind of i think inspired by uh sparkle horse i think he does that on one or two of his songs yeah that's what i that's the first thing that i thought of too you know and he's a huge inspiration to me just massive like i I can't even give him enough props, you know, for how he inspired me to make this kind of music. And he kind of freed me up uh, also recording wise, Mark Linkus. I became completely enamored with his recordings and I still am. I just love them. Every time I hear them, I never get tired of them. A, a big hat tip to a Sparkle Horse and Mark Linkus too. You know, Chris, one, one, and this is just an observation as someone who's listening, I found the title to be so misleading because let me tell you what it reminds me of. So you see home recordings, number one, and I just think, oh, this is just kind of like a pastiche of things that were just kind of lying around. It reminded me of like home movies. Oh, this is my home video, number one. And it's so, there's this very chill title and then when you dig in this stuff has so much has a lot of meat on it I mean these are songs that have a lot of substance and it's almost like you were throwing us off with the title of the of the release because I said it seems so chill but these are not chill tracks you know and when you say oh you know I was just kind of testing out my recording skills no 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 you're misleading us because, and I think what Jeff was talking about, some of the effects and some of the things that you discovered as you were kind of experimenting yeah. have led us into this really interesting part of where you are as an artist or maybe where you were back then leading us into Burn the Maps. I just think it's, it was, I, I'm trying to figure out whether you knew that it was tricky, whether you meant to kind of, throw us off the scent or not because 100% not okay. <laughs> really because, so that's just uh, me All no right. really no that's great though I love that interpretation I do um but no for me it's like okay like I said I don't know when this song was recorded I don't know when that song was recorded so for me these were kind of things that were just kind of more or less laying around um I had actually put the songs together, put the sequence together, and I sent it to a friend of mine, an engineer, to master it, because I wanted to sell it on, on tour. So for the, for the longest time, for, for years, you know, it was just called Tour CD. And, uh... <laughs> that's funny. See, that's, that's almost like, like a road trip mix, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So it's just called Tour CD, and I'm like, and eventually I'm like, I got to do something with this, you know? It's mastered, it's ready to go. So I'm like, screw it, I'm just going to uh, put it up on Bandcamp, and then uh, I, I whipped up that funky artwork, and um, yeah, I wrote some, some liner notes, and uh, there it was. And I'm so glad that you did that. Exactly. You yeah. know what? I'm so glad to hear your rave reviews, it really, uh, man, awesome. Thank you guys. Well, I know that we're not the only ones, but you know. I think you are, I, I think you are. Not true. <laughs> That's not true. When this comes out, I, you know, 
we we said okay chris chris has gifted us this but then you pull the ultimate base <laughs> out of your pocket then comes burn the maps wait wait go go before we talk about burn the maps there was one one more song i'd like to talk about from the home recordings number one if you don't mind and that's the vic chestnut cover of degenerate so that song was originally from about to choke that vic released in 96 and um i don't know if our listeners know who vic chestnut is but this guy wrote amazing amazing songs that a great storyteller and um he has a tragic end to his life and he dies in Christmas day in 2009, um, ODing from um, medications. And um, what a tragic life this he had um, in addition to being paralyzed from an accident, right? For a good deal of his life. I, how did you get into Vic Chestnut and why Degenerate as a cover for this album? Good question. Um, I forget when I first heard Vic Chestnut, but I was living in Long Beach around, I started living there around 95, 96. And I knew a local promoter there. He'd been booking me for a long time, Steven Zapata. And he booked a, uh, he booked a great like rock club called Bogarts. And he had really great taste in music and he brought great bands to Long Beach. And he's just a super cool dude. And, uh, and then he's like, yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I got this guy coming through town, you know, Big Chestnut, uh, do you want to open for him? Or I forget, if, I forget how the bill actually went because um, I played with my band and I think Vic was only doing like a duo thing or something like that. Um, did he have a band shoot? I can't remember. Anyway, met him, liked him as a person, loved his music. And I think at that point, that's when I, I probably started first following his music. Um, some years later, I was playing with Giant Sand and uh, we were on tour and we were in New York and we played some club and I'll never remember the name. It was more like a, it kind of had more like a restaurant vibe. I remember like, what was it, a bookstore? It kind of had that kind of vibe where like, you know, big glass front. Um, it was more like personal people. Uh, it was not a club. It was like a, a space where they suddenly decided, let's put on a concert here. Okay. And Vic Chestnut showed up and we played some songs with him. So I got to meet and play with him again, which was really exciting. And then I discovered About to Choke, and that whole record just blew me away. I freaking love that record. I don't know if anybody loves it as much as I do, but I really, really like that record. <clears throat> and for some reason, uh, Degenerate uh, just kind of jumped out at me. And I thought, well, you know what? I'm gonna try and play this on piano. I think that could work. And uh, that's exactly where that came from. It's like. Wow. Let's see what let's see what happens, you know.
I love the cover. Yeah, it, cool. Thanks. Yeah, it it definitely pays homage to a great artist, and it's very Chris Kakavez like too. So <laughs> somehow you you channeled what Vic was doing in the song, but still made it your own. So well, whenever I do, whenever I do covers, I've done a few covers in my career, and it's uh, I'm kind of a anal about it it's like i really want to play that tempo ideally i want to play it in the same key i want to get i want to sing the vocal i want to i want to get lyrics i want to get the phrasing you know because there is certain if i love that song so much i want to cop as much of it as i can but in my own way you know and and what i've discovered in doing that um I'm true to the original, but it's still my my version, you know? I know a lot of people think, oh yeah, you know, why do you do it like that? You know, that's already been done like that. I'm gonna do a really whacked out version, you know? I'm gonna do it like this or, you know what I mean? Which yeah. is okay too, which is okay too. I think a perfect example would be uh, John Cale's cover of Heartbreak Hotel, which oh, is just fantastic, you know? Um, but then I also have to think about um, Todd Rundgren's record of covers, Faithful, you know, and, and that was more his approach and, and that's more my approach. You know, be faithful to the original. Um, I've done Satellite of Love, I've done Degenerate, I've done um, Totally Wired by The Fall, and I've done uh, Tonight's the Night by Neil Young. Wow, that one got that one got a little trippier. It was I literally wanted to do a trip hop version, uh, <laughs> so the drums are pretty. Yeah. So can I ask then, since we're on the topic of covers, so uh, Home Recordings number one rounds out with a Gus Gus cover. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and I want to ask so. Uh, the song, the track is, is Jesus Your Pal. That's a 1995 release by Gus Gus. Um, this is an interesting choice to round it out. I mean, the lyrics are, this is a pretty deep cut. So uh, allow me. Um, is Jesus your pal? Do you call out his name when your conscience is shivering? Do you need someone too, just like those people who find peace in someone's promises you sure don't need my promises yeah, heavy. yeah that's heavy man so why why this song and then what was your approach in in the cover was it again uh, what you just said going going for a uh, a cover being honest and true to the original but with your own but with your own spirit coming through it well it's actually it's really great that you brought this up uh when you hear the answer you'll you'll understand why um in the 90s i was listening to a lot of trip hop i was like obsessed with it from cruder and Dorkmeister to uh adam f goose goose um on and on i was i was listening to orbital underworld <laughs> i just could not get enough of this stuff, which is also, I think, what inspired my Chromo Valdez electronic music. 
Um, anyway, I always loved this track, loved it. The whole record's amazing. Um, <clears throat> now, if you hear the original track, there's no chords. There's no chord progression. So I decided I'm gonna sing this melody and I'm gonna write chords underneath this melody. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> so there you have it. So yes, it's true to the original, but no, it's not because I wrote the freaking chords to this song, you know? Wow. See, I knew he was gonna That's correct crazy. me. I said, Gus, Gus, like a true gringa, but it's goose, goose. Yeah, I think it is goose, goose, right? Yeah. never heard even heard the original no so. but you know that, that's so it's kind of like um reconstructing but deconstructing at the same time because yeah. you were adding something that wasn't there which is your mark but like so yeah it is and it isn't and at the time um uh, at the time uh, I recorded it. We just moved into a, a craftsman house that we bought in Long Beach, California. We renovated ourselves. Uh, my wife, Rose, was pregnant. And she, we're doing all the renovation, trying to get the, the nest ready for, the, for our boy. She wanted to give birth in the house. She's like, no way am I going to have a child in an American hospital. <laughs> I think she actually said no fucking way. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we were doing all that. So then we had this one room that wasn't quite finished, which later became our bedroom. And it was completely empty, wood floor, pretty spacious. And I thought, you know what? I need to record in there. I need to record something in there. And so it's just my acoustic guitar. I'm listening to the drum beat. And I played these chords thinking about the lyrics, you know, so I knew where, when to make my chord changes and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I really love that acoustic guitar sound down there. I don't think I've ever home recorded an, an acoustic guitar sound quite that good before or after. How did you mic it up? Oh, you know, Jeffrey, I got to think about that. 
I never had like a great mic selection. Um, I'm honestly gonna guess it was, it could have even just been an SM57, you know? Okay. Which is ridiculous to think that that actually worked for that. Um, what I'm, about mic, mic placement? I'm curious about that too, because I know sometimes they'll do down by the, towards the end of like the bridge or? I generally put the mic around here, kind of coming in at an angle, pointing not exactly at the sound hole, maybe a little more around this area. Okay. You know, and then when I'm, and then, so I try to sit in a place and then I just make small movements. I'm listening in the headphones, strumming, strumming, mm -hmm. strumming, you know, just making small movements, see what sounds best, not too boomy. Sometimes it's maybe about leaning more down, maybe bring this up a little bit, you know, um, yeah. So oh, excellent. again, I, I don't have, I really don't have skills. <laughs> I beg to differ, but it sounds like it comes from experimentation to yeah, make, totally. make what works work. Oh, yeah, he has no skills, but he's like a magician. You know, I do this, do that, do that, that, and boom. I, I think I, I'm going to call my recording studio studio Happenstance Recordings. Yes, I love that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, all right, Jeff, should we talk about Burn the Maps? Please, I've got some a few songs that I wanted to talk about. All right, we've got songs but we, that we want to talk about. So we get home recording this number one, then a few months go by. And then what was what was the motivation behind releasing it now? I mean, is uh, the pandemic comes goes. And then what has been really refreshing for us for Jeff and I is to see, you know, Dream Syndicate comes out with an album and you know throws do you remember the talk that we had with chris kakavis many months ago I do. and chris said i can't tell you much but this shit is gonna blow your mind sure <laughs> enough yes but then but then like we saw you we've seen a number of artists bring out these new recordings and then you give us burn the maps what was the motivation behind doing it at this time was it just like everything's right situation's here let's go or had this been planned like yeah i want to do it at this time of the year well typically soraya as with many things in my life absolutely not planned happenstance <laughs> absolutely not planned so let me try and let me think about the timeline on this record on new year's eve 2019 um i was at home with my wife and uh I was just strumming around, you know, it was around 11 p.m., I think. And, you know, just as I do, pick up the guitar, see if anything comes out of it that's interesting. Um, and suddenly I, I got this chord progression. I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, I like this. I like this. Um, and we were just chilling, you know, we weren't, there was no party planned. We were just going to open up some uh, sparkling wine at midnight and maybe go out and watch the fireworks. Um, and now suddenly it's like a little after 11 PM. I was like, Oh shit, I got to record this now. And usually what I do is I'll just take out my phone and do like a little, you know, voice memo thing. But for some reason I want to start right away a multi-track recording. 
So I ran to my room and, uh, you know, I, the first thing I had to do, of course, was get a drum beat because I always want the tempo to be there first, that I have something to play to. Um, so I got the drum beat, which most likely came from this little guy, the K-Oscillator, chord K-Oscillator. And uh, most of the beats on Burn the Maps came from this thing. It's amazing. It's like, it was like a hundred bucks and it's, it's amazing. Um, chord Chaos later. Thank you, Chord. Where's my money? <laughs> Show me the money. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I went in there, got the beat, put up a mic, recorded guitar, put some keyboards on right after that. Everything I think was like one take, you know, because uh, that's generally how I work. Um, just one take from start to bottom. Usually if I get like partway, usually if I get partway through it, I'll stop, erase everything, even if it was good, and go back to the beginning <laughs> and record it again from top to bottom. Wow. So everything for me uh, kind of has to be one take. Uh, and mostly the, the main reason for that is because although I could punch in, as they say, uh, it's, it's kind of more trouble than it's worth. I'm always like, do I punch in? I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to play it again, you know? <laughs> and um, so, wow. So suddenly in about an hour, in less than an hour, I had probably, let's see, drums, guitar, probably two keyboards. But uh, I, hadn't, I hadn't sang anything because uh, I hadn't written any lyrics at that point. Um, yeah, so that was like, okay, whoa, this is kind of cool. Uh, first or last track of 2019, maybe first track of 2020. Um, yeah, so that one is pretty, that's probably the most raw track on there in terms of how quickly it was laid down. What song was that? Um, that was uh, Shake Some Chains. i 
I have I have notes here. That's my favorite my favorite song on Burn the Maps is Shake. Come on, really? No, no, seriously. I, I've even got it on my notes right here. Oh my I, god. Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty poetic lo- uh, start, you know. Yeah. And you know, into the year, started the new one, shake some chains. You know, that's about really getting the ground shifting. Yeah, and it's unusual for me because I think the other songs are a little bit more up tempo, and that's kind of a mid tempo piece. But um, "Shake Some Chains" is definitely my favorite from. That's so cool. Thanks. Um, I think uh, you know you mentioned you said the word earlier, and I think that song is very vibey. You know, that song is definitely vibey, and um, and lyrically, I'm I'm pretty happy with how it came out. I was talking to my wife today. Actually, we met. And uh, I was telling her about the lyrics, and uh, I, I was saying, you know, uh, this came shortly before we did our trial separation. And I said, you know, and I felt, I know we were both pretty removed from each other. And I said, I, I kind of felt like a ghost there, you know, in the house. Um, not to put it on her, it's just a series of events that puts you suddenly in a place you're not really comfortable or content with. Um, you know, so that's where the line, uh, you know, the only house I've ever haunted, right? And uh, I guess it's time to shake some chains like a ghost, you know, like, ooh, I'm shaking chains. But what I love about that line is uh, it's a double meaning, you know, because it could also mean like shaking off the chains, shaking off the shackles. Guess it's time to shake some chains. So, yeah, I was very curious about that specific line about the haunting of the house. So, that's ex- that's exactly where it came from, you know. Okay, I have to ask. And you may. Uh, well, I'm gonna. Fine, uh, either way. <laughs> why burn the mouth? Now, let me tell you, my background is in education is. 16th century literatures and uh, the literature of the of the um the colonizers that came to the americas and burning the maps had a very specific function there i want to i want to know from you why is this called burn the maps well as i mentioned i think in one of my earlier posts about this record um it's a, it's a record that was written during the pandemic, but I in no way wanted it to be a record about the pandemic, you know? Right. Um, that seemed, uh, it's just not a reason for it, you know? Uh, I, I, I was never the one who would jump on a, on a trend, you know, uh, or seize a moment, you know? I'm not the guy who will ever do a record of Christmas songs, if you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, nevertheless, some uh, pandemic references, you know, snuck into the lyrics or whatever. I mean, it's just the way it is. And, you know, I sing about my life and, you know, uh, all the borders are closed. Uh, the world's just gone viral. Um, these are a couple lines from some of the songs. Um, but in terms of Burn the Maps, um, <clears throat> what 
I think where that came from is that in spite of the terrible things that you could perceive about this pandemic, there are also many amazingly good things, you know? Uh, people were kind of forced to get out of their routines and to, uh, you know, kind of find themselves, you know? Am I comfortable being around myself? Can I live with myself? Um, and, and I think some people, I think a lot of people figured out that they actually can do it and that they actually like themselves and they actually kind of like this new lifestyle, you know, that isn't so hectic, that isn't so uh, being forced down our throats 24 seven. And, and, and basically for me, Burn the Maps is let's redefine things, you know, let's accept that things can be different and better, you know. I think there's a lot of, I think a lot of people have fear of change, you know, and that's understandable. I'm quite a creature of habit myself, but, uh, you know, I, I like adventure and, and you gotta, you know, when things get shaken up, it doesn't always mean it's gonna be a, a sad ending. You know, I, I think you can find a lot of beauty and uh, in the potential for change and sometimes it takes a, a trauma to make that happen. So that's what Burn the Maps is for me. It's, you know, it's all, and then, you know, if I take it a little further, you know, it's kind of like thinking about, you know, the, the idea of borders, you know, it's like, okay, really, do we, do we need borders? Well, I guess we do, I mean, but do we? <laughs> Just that kind of bullshit, you know? It gets a little more Rastafarian, you know, where it's like one love, we're all just, you know, one planet, one people, but I don't think that concept's ever coming back. Yeah. Would be nice, would be nice. It would be nice, yeah, yeah. I, I wish we didn't need borders myself, but. <laughs> um, one of the stanzas, the early stanzas of Burn the Maps is, I can't control my fingers, I can't control my toes, oh no. back to the Ramones for me, right? Is that intentional? Well, it was, and yes, and as the Germans would say, yes is ja, nein is, not, is no. And they say jein. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, no. Yes, exactly. So yes and no, sorry. yes and no. Sorry, not sorry. 
<laughs> something like that. Um, well, the funny thing is, and after I after I sang that, I just thought, oh yeah, I'm just going to sing this. Honestly, that was a line that I wanted to rewrite, <laughs> but it ended up staying in the song. So maybe um, a placeholder for a time. Yeah, kind of something like that. But I'm like, oh, screw it, you know. It dug um, roots. <laughs> what's that? It dug its roots in. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, just because I was too lazy to change it. <laughs> um, but the funny thing is, it actually refers, well, in a way, um, I also thought about the trogs, you know, when I sang. You know, I thought, I feel it in my fingers, I feel it in my toes. You know, can't control my fingers, I can't control my toes. So I don't know. It's kind of a little bit of, there's a little bit of a cross reference in there, you know. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, cool, like cool. No. I can live so, with it. I can live with it. <laughs> I certainly can too. I mean, if you had a full band on that, it could be quite a punky kind of tune. Because it's got that energy behind it yeah. with your guitar licks. Um, similarly, with To My Head, you've got those driving guitar parts, too. That's another song that I really like. I love, love the chorus of To My Head. Oh, I, can't get it, I can't get it out of my head. Also feeling for sensation. Another thing I love about that song is the synth, the synthesizer that you have on To My Head. It, it's a great, great sound. It reminds me of like early 70s rock, but still feels kind of modern too. Like something you might hear like on an early Styx record or something like that, or something better. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, now we're talking. That's in my boys. <laughs> but yeah that's, that's another right. song. I'm, I'm not I'm in... yesterday um, i was driving yesterday i was driving in the car in front of me had a license plate that said sticks lover and it, you found it a lot out of me not to say something but you found the one guy <laughs> it was a woman oh okay so let's not generalize let's not yes well but, you know, I have to say, um, for some, through an unfortunate series of coincidences, I saw Styx live twice. <laughs> yeah, laugh with all you want. With or without the young. With or without laugh, the young. Laugh all you want. It I'm was, not gonna uh, laugh. I'm just kidding. It was, uh, it was in the 70s, so I guess he was in the band. Oh. I would think so. Yeah. 
I would think so. That must yep. have been probably I saw because they opened for whoever I really wanted to see. Ah, okay, that explains exactly. It. And I'm like, oh my god, these guys are opening again. <laughs> I was like, really? And, but luckily after that, my luck got better. <laughs> now, now I really want to know who did sticks open for. You yeah. know, it could have been anybody from freaking Leonard Skinner to the cars. But like we know the, it was in Tucson in the 70s and they put together the wackest bills ever. You know, it's like, who are we going to get to open for Bruce Springsteen? Hey, call sticks. They're usually available. <laughs> <laughs> so That's funny. hilarious. So we know we know what they weren't opening for Cheap Trick because Cheap Trick is always the opening band. So mm. it couldn't have been it couldn't have been that bill. <laughs> All right. Well, we were talking about "Dream of Me" from the Home Recordings Number One. Another dream song ends up on this album. That's "Weekend Dream." That's another one of my favorites. Um, and it, there's a, a really cool story going on here about stealing a car, going to a concert, getting hitched. Something's happening tonight. I stole a car and we're going to a concert tonight. We can shake, we can dance, and you know the band is out of sight. story behind we can dream uh you know <clears throat> that song more or less started with a uh, with a beat again uh the, the the very the world famous motoric beat the german sort of uh crowd rock beat huh? um motoric and then i and then i kind of had this idea and I wanted to do this kind of John Cale thing on piano, like that. Um, lyrically, it's more just kind of a fun and games thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, lyrically, it's just kind of telling a silly story, you know, about a couple, a gal, a gal who gets involved with a guy who's kind of, you know, edgy, kind of, kind of a fuck up. And she's she's probably younger than him, probably much younger, maybe even illegally young. And uh, I maybe or maybe not. 
and uh, borderline. Um, and then they just, they kind of fall in love, you know, but it's like just this chaotic, just living on the edge relationship, you know, he's probably stealing for a living and doing God knows what. So they steal a car, you know, it's like, come on, baby, we're going to go out. You know, I, I stole a car so we can go to a concert. She's, and she's like, okay, that's, yeah, okay, let's do that. Yeah. And then they ended up, you know, both getting arrested, you know, and that's why they're both in handcuffs. But then they have one last kiss before they go into their separate cells, you know. Um, but the other thing, the other thing I wanted to cop on that song was uh, sort of an LCD sound system vibe because I freaking love LCD. <laughs> and uh, and I, I love the fact that like he does this really hard electronic stuff and then uh he sings this kind of with this kind of aloof uh punk rock voice um that reminds me at times of jonathan richmond you know i don't know if you guys know lcd sound system I, i'm not too familiar with oh that. my god it's <laughs> jeffrey it's time to get familiar check out the last record it's um uh, it's actually a good starting point i think ironically Normally, I would say start with the earlier stuff, but I think in, I think in this case, if you're not that familiar, I'd say start with his last record. I think it might kind of blow your mind. Okay, I'll check that and out. It's called uh, I can't remember the name, but you'll you'll find it. It's fantastic, and uh, yeah, so I wanted to get this kind of pumping electronic music vibe, you know, a little bit of John Cale piano, and try and cop a little bit of this uh, aloof. Uh, punk style of singing that uh, he has. The guy in LCD, whose name I can't remember. I love the final piece that it, it ends up being. I love how it turns out. That's a, that's a one another one of my favorites from the album. Ah, cool. Glad you like it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know where to put that, but I think it ended up in a pretty good spot on the record. That to me, that last trio, the the eighth, ninth, and tenth track after Shake Some Chains is a really interesting sequence. Mm, okay. And and it's just like, now that I hear about where you place We Can Dream, yeah, I, I get it in that sequence. And then ending with There's No Reason. I, I, the story that this tells from the beginning to the end, you know, we, end, we start with rottenness and then we, we close it out with There's No Reason. Yeah. There, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. Yeah, it's true. Um, you know, that song, There's No Reason. Basically, the gist of that song is everybody's the same. Uh, you know, if you get away from the title, it's not so much about, the song itself isn't about, you know, we should all, you know, we're waiting for the giant asteroid. It's not about that. Maybe a little bit, but mostly that song is me just kind of reconciling the fact that we're all the same, you know? Like I see my, I see that guy in the gutter. Now I am that guy in the gutter. And, and it doesn't matter, you know what I mean? It's like, we're all brothers and sisters. So what's the big deal, you know? Um, that's mostly what that song's about. Huh. And with and with a hint of, gosh, I wish the giant asteroid would come up. <laughs> 
I say alien attack. That's usually my go-to. It's it's it, that's gonna be. <laughs> I'm just waiting for. Why, why not bold? Why not bold? <laughs> well, they have to travel some way, right? Why not on an asteroid? <laughs> Perfect. Oh my God, there it is. There's no reason for any of this for any of us to be here. There's no reason for any of this. you need to know about this record it's really uh, relevant um, in terms of the recording process so I did not have songs I did not have songs when I started hmm. so what happened is I've been recording uh, song snippets on my phone like I mentioned you know where I'll just record a song idea maybe 30 seconds maybe two minutes and uh, it was always my plan to revisit these <clears throat> and see if there's anything worth using, you know? So then uh, some weeks ago, before the record came out and before I started recording, I said, you know what? I'm gonna do it just like this. I'm gonna start with the oldest recording on my phone and I'm gonna go systematically one by one from 10 to one or whatever, but it's like, I have like, I don't know, a hundred on here, you know, or a good 50. So I, I listened to the first one and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. 
I might be able to work with that. So then I, I learned it. I had to relearn it on the guitar because I'd written it. Some of these are from like 2018, 2017. So I was like, oh, I kind of like that riff, you know, and I keep listening, keep listening. I'm like, oh, it has a second part. There's a chorus. Oh, okay. <clears throat> no, no lyrics, rarely lyrics, but the usually a, a verse idea and a chorus idea. So now I'm listening to these snippets. I'm learning how to play them on guitar, evaluating if, if it's worth recording. And then I would immediately, if I liked it, start a multi-track recording. Okay. Wow. Which always means, of course, as I said earlier, starting with the drum beat and, uh, and then just building it up from there layer by layer by layer by layer. Wow. And uh, the last thing that always comes is the voice. Mostly, well, it's usually the last thing that comes anyway. But in my case, it's because I didn't have lyrics. Now, there was one week where I was so into this. And I said, all right, I'm going to do a song a night. So I, I, I would listen to a snippet. I'd start the multi-track recording and I'd work all night until that was as good as done. And the next night I did the same thing. And I did that four nights in a row. Wow. Wow. I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say it almost killed me. But you know, after those four days, I was like, I was gone, I was empty, you know. And I couldn't, I couldn't tell you, I there's a way I could look at uh, my recordings uh, chronologically. But right now, I couldn't tell you what happened in what order. So, you know, when you asked if I could play a song from the record, it's like, I don't know how to play these songs. I learned them long enough to record them. Mm -hmm. I couldn't play a single one of them. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, uh, but that was, that was really exciting. It was a very, it was kind of life-affirming for me. And it was also, um, it also, it made me really happy because uh, just to know that I could do that again, you know, that it's like, oh, I can still write a freaking song, you know, which I kind of given up on for a while. That's really cool. Cause I'm totally familiar with the idea of, so I'll grab my guitar and I'll sit and I'll play and I'll come up with a riff or a progression that I really like and I'll, I'll start a recording on something usually like on the Mac and I'll do like a photo booth thing and just, I'm going to do 30 seconds. I really like this progression. Yeah. So Chris, I have about 80 of these little video clips on my Mac of these little progressions that I come up with that I'll never play or listen to again. So I'm really glad to hear that you've taken some of these clips and done something with them. So yeah, you should you should revisit yours one of these days. Do it, you know. That I I love that you 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 took these and put a bow on them, and even it sounds like you even gave yourself like a a time frame. I'm I'm gonna finish this before I go to sleep, right? <laughs> oh, that's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was, and it's anyway at a time where I, I was staying up to like three, four, five in the morning every freaking night. I got to say, you know, drinking too much, more than I should have been for sure. But somehow the whole thing came together and I, I was maniacal, you know, not like, I mean, I, I don't know if somebody would have been frightened or called, uh, called the doctors if they'd seen me, maybe. 
but whatever. I was just so into it, I couldn't stop. You know, it was an obsession. And there was one night, ah, the biggest problem was that I usually wouldn't start recording before 10 p.m. Oh, wow. I'm like, I'm like, dude, you got all freaking day and you wait till 10 p.m. and start. Of course, you're going to be up till five in the morning. You know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. But hey, that's where that's where the record came from. You know? Nice. Nice. So we did want to let all of our listeners know that these both of these recordings are available on Bandcamp. Um, Home Recordings was released in February of this year, right? And then um, Burn the Maps is only a couple weeks old. But um, you have physical copies available? Well, I'm glad you asked, Jeffrey. Um, I have a friend in Copenhagen in Denmark who uh, wants to put it out on vinyl. Um, actually, there are two guys, and they know each other, and it's undecided who's going to do it. But it will definitely be one of two guys in Copenhagen releasing it on vinyl. Burn the Maps? Yes. Yeah, Burn the Maps. And uh, I haven't got confirmation, but it looks like it, uh, a record label will be putting it out on CD as well. Nice. And you'll know about that pretty soon. Yeah, this just happened like yesterday. He's like, wow. hey, can I put your record out? I'm like, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. <laughs> See? Oh, my. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we... Yeah, they're coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Vinyl's coming. So, will you let... Will we know as soon as the, the vinyl and and or cd may become available will you announce it through either your social media or through Bandcamp? that is affirmative i definitely will yeah Very of cool. course i'll let you guys know i'll let the world know i mean my god you yeah. saw what i did for band uh for the Bandcamp thing i made a freaking video <laughs> you know it's like I hired the best photographer in Karlsruhe. I'm like, make me look good, man. Yeah. And uh, I love the picture on the stairs. That's a great. That's a great. Yeah, that's pretty cool too. There's some great outtakes from that whole session we did pretty nearby here, uh, in a place called Rheinhafen. Hafen means harbor, and it's a harbor where uh, the the boats come in and they load there's a uh, there's a mill or uh, like a grain storage place over there beautiful old brick building just amazing and uh really old probably 1800s i guess wow. and uh and he's like yeah we're gonna shoot it there i'm like perfect ryan is great i love that kind of industrial vibe over there you know oh yeah well anyway so you know got this guy step on local guy everybody's local everybody just kind of came to me um uh, or they kind of fell into my lap all the pieces just kind of fell into my lap for this oh by the way this is really important so i've been recording uh, these songs and you know one at a time and i send them to steve Wynn, for example you know or a couple other friends were getting to hear them and and you know steve i mean i love him he's really uh, great with the positive feedback one of my biggest one of my greatest friends and one of my biggest supporters um absolutely love that guy 
so I'm sending him these songs like, wow, this is, this is pretty cool. I like it. This is great. Oh my God. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm like, well, thank you. Well, thank you. And then at one point he's like, he's like, dude, you got to put this out on Bandcamp. I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Do it. He's like, you got to do it. I'm like, oh, all right. If Steve tells me to do it, then I got to do it. <laughs> so, Soraya, Jeffrey, everybody else out there, um, if you enjoy this record, you got to thank Steve Wynn for uh, wow. making it happen. Because otherwise, I probably would have just left him on my hard drive doing nothing for a year or two, maybe five. <laughs> Never, ever have I wanted to be converted into like a computer virus more than I want to go into your computer. There's probably some, uh, I don't know, over a hundred songs or snippets of songs or ideas of yeah. songs. Wow, that is really cool though. And you know, we just think what you do is great. We love your voice, we love your music and we're happy, happy that you put this out and that we get, you know, this little opportunity to, to say, hey, go get this. This is worthwhile, support these artists. And, you know, Jeff and I really support, especially this First Friday um, movement that they have where any sales go straight to the artists and they're waiving the commissions. These are worthwhile investments. And uh, vinyl coming, yes, people, you need yes. that one too. Thanks, Soraya, for, for that reminder. So the day that, that we're releasing this episode, talking to Chris, is a commission-free day on Bandcamp. So if you're listening to this on Friday, go get the, both of these records right now and Chris will get the most money from it. So yeah, we yeah. In, intentionally wanted this to come out on commission-free Bandcamp Friday. So go get them today. Yes, Home Recordings number one and Burn the Maps. You need both. Agreed. And I've learned from my podcast partner that you don't need just one copy. You need multiple in all the formats they come out in. So we all have to be pending the, the next notice of vinyl and CD release. I learned. I learned. So I got to ask you, Steve Wynn recommended you did it. Did you enjoy the process of putting it out on Bandcamp? Oh, I totally did. I totally did. Um, when I did home recordings, number one, um, which obviously alludes to a number two eventually, um, well, theoretically. Yes. Uh, theoretically and practically. So, yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's, a, that was, that's how the Germans would say it. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Um, right. I really enjoyed doing that first one. That was a lot of fun. A cool learning experience. Um, but sending out physical copies and trying to figure out all the shipping and all that, eh, that's kind of tricky. I enjoyed it too, you know, got a lot of, you know, people were into it. They were patient when I, you know, didn't get them out like until a couple of weeks later. Cause I, all this uh, freaking pandemic started like right after I got that up there or shortly thereafter, you know? Yeah. Or, yeah. It was right around that time. Yeah. All right. We're behind you all the way. Cheers. I love you guys. Yeah. We love you too, man. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Thank Bye, you. Chris. All right. Bye. Bye. Ciao. 
because I had an idea for that next uh, uh, Bandcamp day. And I'm thinking about, I have another song that's ready, except it needs lyrics and vocals. I already reached out to Steve Wynn to see if he would uh, write lyrics for it and maybe we'd share the singing on it. And I thought it would be cool to do a single release on the next Bandcamp day. So therefore, therefore, uh, should I do, maybe I could do a little blurb for it now, even though it doesn't really exist. Should we do that? Because and then, and then if it happens, you guys can edit it in. And if it doesn't happen, it won't be in there. Right, and I'd also like to mention that uh, on this next fee-free Bandcamp day, I'll be releasing a single that uh, is a collaboration between me and Steve Wynn. It's something that I recorded in Denmark with uh, a couple great guys whose names I will definitely list on Bandcamp. Uh, it's Peter, Peter, and Peter. The first guy's Peter, Peter, and the other guy's Peter. So, okay, you get the idea. Uh, anyway, so check it out. I hope you like it, and thanks everybody for your support. It's much appreciated.